0: In Matthew's Gospel, the selection that we hear today takes place immediately after the baptism of Jesus. I think it's an interesting time in which this story takes place. It's before Jesus calls his apostles, before he embarks on his public ministry, before he enacts his first miracles, before anything else, Jesus enters into the desert and experiences temptation. I think there are a couple of reasons for this. First, maybe Jesus enters into this period of self-denial and aestheticism because self-denial is so emblematic of his ministry. And Jesus wanted the very first thing that we maybe think about him to be one of self-denial. But also, Jesus knows that for us, us sinners, temptation is a part of life. It's one that we know is inevitable. The evil one never sleeps. Jesus, of course, is able in these three temptations to resist that temptation. But we know that so often we are not so blessed. So knowing myself, I would have probably turned those stones into bread. After 40 days of being hungry, and even if I wasn't particularly hungry, I probably would have turned those stones into bread. I mean, look at me, come on. Um, Knowing myself, I would have probably wanted to show off and throw myself down off the parapet of the temple. And knowing myself, I probably would have been allured by worldly temptations and rewards if they are presented by the evil one. And all of us, looking at these temptations that Jesus experiences today, we can see some of our sins and see some of the times when we fall in these temptations. Again, if anything, we almost identify more with Adam and Eve falling in that first sin of original sin in our first reading more than we would identify with Jesus being able to persevere against temptation. We see ourselves falling when we see Jesus persevering. So all of this talk about temptation and sin in our readings today uh, makes me really want to talk today about the sacrament of reconciliation. It's such a beautiful and wonderful sacrament. It is how we are freed from our sins and temptations after all. And specifically today, I want to talk about how to make a good confession. It's something that we all maybe need to learn once in a while. It's maybe a good refresher for all of us. um, Because if you think about it, confession is maybe the one sacrament where we don't get to observe other people doing it. That's probably for a good reason, Uh, but really our own confessions, our experience of confession is really limited to our own particular confessions. Um, We're often given very rudimentary instructions in second grade, and then that was it, go on and and make confession for the rest of your life. Um, I'm in a unique position as a priest, though, to hear the confessions of many, many, many people. To hear different experiences of confession over the course of my almost six years as a priest. So this homily, while not going through the greatest hits maybe, uh, is just some advice on how to make a good confession. So first of all, we need to go. That's kind of an important piece of information, but we need to go We need to go to the Sacrament of Reconciliation, and if we haven't been in a while, I would encourage you, especially this Lent, to make it one of your goals to get back into that sacrament. We often talk about how the percentage of Catholics that go to Mass on a regular basis is smaller than what it should be. It's normally around 30% or so. That's not great, obviously, but the percentage of Catholics that go to Reconciliation on a regular basis is even smaller. So I would argue that confession is maybe a sacrament that we need to get more people to go to, more even than coming to Holy Mass on Sunday. It's important, of course, as both of those things are. As a parish, we offer confession Saturday afternoons, Sunday mornings before this Mass. Uh, And we're also doing a night March 28th, kind of around the end of Lent. have a few other priests come and help us out to hear the confessions of anyone who wants to come. Now, I know some of you may have had a bad experience of confession at one time over the course of your life. And on behalf of the church, I want to begin by saying I am sorry for that experience. Please do not let the imperfections of one of the priests of the church take away from receiving God's mercy for you, which is, of course, God's greatest gift. Maybe the next thing we need to do before we go to confession is make a good examination of conscience. There are a million different versions of it out there. They're in booklets, they're on apps, they're on websites, they're everywhere. And we should make use of them before we enter into the sacrament. Generally, they go through the Ten Commandments and sort of jog the memory a bit to see where it is that we've developed habits of sins over the course of the last few weeks, months, or Maybe years So go through not just not even the letter of the law, but also the spirit of the law so we can really delve into where it is that our hearts are, are, are being moved and where our hearts often go astray. We should know generally what we're going to say before we enter into the confessional. And yes, you can have a list. That's no problem at all, whether it's on paper or on your phone. If it helps you to be able to get through it, perfect. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing, just to have those bullet points ready to go so you know what it is you're going to say. And then next, when we go into the confessional, we begin with, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been X number of days, months, or years since my last confession, And then go right into confessing your sins. I think the important point here is to maybe have a reminder to be brief and to the points. We often have lines of people for confession and as a courtesy to the people behind us, to try to be, again, brief and to the points. As a courtesy to those behind us to be concise when we confess our sins. And when we list our sins, we can just list the sins itself, not even the backstory. Um, As I like to say, you know, for example, you could say I was impatient with my wife and kids. You don't have to tell me the entire story of the car ride in which it happened. Normally those things happen in the car. It's kind of weird. Driving's a near occasion of sin for half the population. But we should go through our sins. Go through them by number and kinds. So we can be a little bit too detailed sometimes and we want to avoid that. But there are also times where we might be a little intentionally vague. Uh, like, Father, I struggle with the sixth commandment. And I would say, okay, there's a lot of different ways that can happen. So it's important that we at least go through the kind and even the number, too, to talk about maybe how frequent a sin, m- that, we, that we might struggle with a certain sin. And those distinctions can help me, as a priest, give advice that is pertinent to you. So if I ask a clarifying question in confession, it's not because I'm prodding or I'm trying to enjoy a little bit of juicy gossip. No, it's so that I can give you Advice that is pertinent to you and to your situation and maybe how that sin is affecting various parts of your life. And if it's really been a long time since you've been to your last confession, or if you know that there's really a lot on your heart that'll take more than give or take five or ten minutes or so, it's probably good to just make an appointment so I can give my full time and attention to you without worrying that there's somebody behind you in line. And no... Um, Another thing that we priests can sometimes hear is people confessing sins that they've already confessed before. And this is something that the church calls scrupulosity. Uh, it's the concern that we might have that everything I do is a sin or maybe an obsession with past sins. It's a very real thing for some people. And if that's a struggle for you, mention it to the priest at the very beginning of your confession, and he'll help you work through some of those things. But for the rest of us, though, the big thing that I think is important to keep in mind is that there is no need for us to confess sins that we have already confessed. If we have confessed them before, they are gone, they are done, they are over. It is the evil one who loves to sow those seeds of doubt and tempt us to think that God somehow has not forgiven us. But that is a lie. If our gospel tells us anything today is that we have a God who delights in bestowing mercy on us and helping us when we are in the midst of our sins. Then maybe after we're done confessing our sins and the priest gives us a little advice to make your act of contrition. There's a bunch of different versions of that out there too. There's a lot of cards out there. Whichever version that you bring is fine. And then afterward the priest will give you the prayer of absolution and go and make your penance. And finally, know that the seal of confession is absolute on the priest's end. What you say in that confessional will never ever leave that room. I can't interact with you differently. I can't even really think about you any differently based on what you might bring to me in the sacrament of reconciliation. And I have heard thousands, literally thousands of confessions As a priest in the better part of six years and I can honestly tell you that it all blends together and I do forget I honestly do forget what people tell me in the confessional the sacrament of reconciliation brothers and sisters is such a wonderful wonderful gift it's one of the greatest gifts that we can receive God's mercy it's why he came onto this earth in the first place to bestow mercy on us because he knows that from the very beginning Going back to Genesis, we have struggled with the weight of our sins. And we can go to this beautiful sacrament and be relieved of that burden and be made new once again. It takes about three to five minutes for Jesus and the priest to undo sometimes decades of work by the evil one. Just think about that for a minute. It takes only a couple of minutes in the confessional to undo a decade or more of work by the evil one. Such a beautiful thing for me as a priest to be able to behold and to participate in. So let us make great use of this gift, especially during this season of Lent, the Sacrament of Reconciliation, and experience the joy of being freed from our sins, conquering our temptations and passions, and the grace that comes from our God, who delights in giving mercy to his people.